This is the Six Man Show, a brand new Orlando Magic podcast with your hosts, Will Robles and Jonathan Osborne, covering all things Magic basketball by fans for fans. Go Magic. What's going on, Orlando Magic fans? You're back with the Six Man Show. Today is March 10th. It's just before 1 o'clock here. Magic set to take on the Memphis Grizzlies a little bit later on today. We're going to go ahead and recap the last week here. It seems like after that Cleveland loss that the sky is falling. Apparently will. Everybody just needs to pump the brakes, relax a little bit. Yeah, everybody just needs to relax. Everybody needs to relax. Understand that the last six years, things have been rough. And once again, it seems like everything's just going to go to H-E-L-L, but... We'll talk more about that in a little bit here. So let's go ahead. We're going to recap the last week here. Lost to the Cleveland Cleveland Cavaliers, Philadelphia 76ers, and then Friday night we beat the Dallas Mavericks. Yep. So we'll go right into the Cleveland Cavaliers. I can't speak. Oh, my gosh. The Cleveland Cavaliers. The Cleveland Cavaliers. The Magic Fall. 107 to 93 in this game. So this was um right after we beat the Indiana Pacers. DJ rolled his ankle early in the first half of that game. Yeah. Isaiah Briscoe and Jerry and Grant come in, finish out that game, we pick up the win. So this is the night after after we beat the Pacers, he had rolled that ankle. And before the game, they talked to DJ, and he said that with what's at stake this season and at this point in the season, everybody's playing hurt, and if you're able to play, that you need to be on the floor. So early in this one, Colin Sexton got going, shot 4 of 5 from the field. At the end of the first, the Magic trailed the Cavs 24-29. to Immediately, the Magic come back, go on an 8 to nothing run. Immediately, the Cavs come right back, take a 12-point advantage. Magic trimmed it down a little bit, got the lead to four going into the half. Cavaliers led 52-48. to 48. Basically, the Magic end up coming back in this game. Magic tied the game at 62 with eight minutes and ten seconds left in the third on a DJ Augustin layup. Magic turned it up a little bit defensively, and along with some good bench play, they cut the lead to 70. Well, no, excuse me. They took this, a, a lead 72-67. to 67. Yeah into the fourth quarter. At the end of the third quarter, leading into the fourth, the Cavs use a 17 and nothing run to take an 80 to 72 lead and during that 17 to 0 run, Orlando missed 10 straight shots in that span. Magic even come back one more time. We tied it at 81 with 7 minutes and 2 seconds left. Then the Cavs go back up 91 to 84 with just under 5 minutes to go. Orlando threatened to come back a couple times, but the Mavs just, uh, excuse me, the Cavs just closed it out 107 to 93. This was another one of those games where huge discrepancy with the bench points, 47 to 13. Yeah, that was ridiculous. Cavs shot 23 free throws in this game. The Magic just 11. Most of this game was just the the Magic just thinking that they were going to come back, and they did. But basically, just settling too, for too many jump yeah, shots, like, not getting to the rim, not getting to the line. We played six games in 10 nights so i understand like them being tired going into the Cavs game but it's the Cavs, you know they haven't won 
many games, right? And us going into Sunday night's game against the Cavs, we played, like you said, we played the Pacers the night before. But there's no reason that we shouldn't be playing with no energy. It looked like the our guys, like, they didn't know what to do defensively. They were, like, switching. They didn't know how to switch. They didn't know who they were guarding. It was, yeah. It was crazy. Once again, this is just one of the things that we seem to talk about every other day when we, you know, text back and forth. It's just that this team just keeps playing up and down to competition. We talked about this, you know, last week's episode is that we can't treat Cleveland like this. We can't treat Chicago, yeah. the Knicks. The and Magic haven't earned anything. The crazy part is the guys know that as they're playing the yeah. games. They know, okay, we're playing Cleveland. They're not a good team. We should beat them. And I think that that gets in their, their head too much that they're like, we should beat them so we don't have to play as hard or something because it's too many games that we're blowing leads or just letting bad teams coming back. And when, stuff. when do you think, though, that – I mean, I think Clifford has come in and done like a really good job as far as trying to change the culture. And he says that after so many of these games that we can't get too high, we can't get too low. That's a losing mentality. You can't get excited about, you know, beating the Warriors and and the Pacers and then think that those are huge, huge wins because at the end of the day, it's still a regular season game. All 82 games count the same. You need to come out with the same intensity for the Cavaliers that you did with the Warriors. Yeah, he was like coach was saying you can for instance look at Phoenix and look at the teams they've beat. Like they've won against good teams. So any team can get beat. The good he, teams beat yeah. the bad teams and so vice he says versa. it all the time. It's eighty two games, you gotta play every single eighty two like every game just like you would play any other team. So I don't I don't understand how them knowing what's at stake with the playoffs, they continue to just like. When is it going to click? Yeah, they continue to just blow games like this. Another big part of this was Terrence Ross. He he went one of twelve from the floor, including zero of six from three. Just two points in twenty nine <laughs> minutes. He was yeah. a minus twenty eight in this yeah, game. Yeah, the, the human torch was not hot this it, game. People were calling him the human ice cube, which Makes don't really sense. agree it, with, but it was pretty funny. Night, it, it was pretty it funny sense. in the moment. But DJ, 19 points, 5 rebounds, 5 assists on a bum right ankle. And then once again, just another Nick Vucevic game. 28 points, 13 rebounds, 13 of 16 shooting. It was really a joint effort from the Cavs. Clarkson finished with 18. Sexton finished with 17. Kevin Love, 16 points, 14 rebounds, 2 assists. So it was just a complete joint effort from the Cavs. And Vooch showed up, DJ showed up, but beyond that, not much else. Moving on, we're going to talk about the the 76ers beating the Magic 114 to 106. That was, I believe, Tuesday night. Tuesday night. So this game, Terrence Ross out with the sore left Achilles. Troy Copain was activated from Lakeland but did not see the floor. Noel Joel Embiid, yeah, no Embiid missed his sixth game in a row with knee soreness. Coming into the game... David Steele and Jeff Turner talked a little bit about how J.J. Redick has kind of been in a slump after the All-Star break. Yeah. Something like the last five games he was shooting like 25% or something like that. Ooh. That's, that's that, that ended this game this, against oh, the Magic. Of course. Of course. So J.J. got it going early in this one. Ten points in the first quarter. Four of six from the floor, including two threes. Philly <laughs> shot six of eight from three in the opening quarter. However... 
Aaron's jump shot was falling early and often. He had 14 points in the first. So hot shooting kept the magic in this one, down 34 to 39 in a high-scoring first quarter. Once again, both teams were on fire in the first half. 76ers shot 61% to the Magic's 55%. Big second quarters from Fournier, and once again, a big quarter from J.J. Redick. They went into the half with 18 points and 19 points, respectively. 76ers led at the break 64-70. to Not much changed in the third quarter for this one. Defensive miscues for the Magic, as Philly just kept finding wide-open shots. And the second unit really struggled to score without Terrence Ross. Magic trailed 82-92 to heading into the final period. Fourth quarter, the Magic decide they want to show up, which seems to be like the pattern as of late. They increase the defensive intensity, get the game back to within two points with five minutes to go on a Vucevic tip-in. Then Jimmy Butler comes down over the next couple possessions, just hits two incredibly high-difficulty fadeaway jumpers down the stretch. One over Jonathan Isaac and one over Vucevic. I mean, you really can't play that play any better defensively. He's just good offense. Yeah, the the one that he had on Isaac, I think it was like – on the elbow on the left side. Yeah. And I think they were like, both basically from that yeah, same spot. Yeah, it was spot. just like a turnaround yeah. that he kind of hit him with, and it went right over him, right in. I was like, yeah, that's insane. Jay, he's he, so he, good. kid's like seven foot tall. I mean. Yeah. And he's athletic, too. Yeah. So Sometimes you just play great defense, and the guy just hits a, a great shot over you. But the Magic had plenty of chances in this game to not let it yeah. get down to that point. Yeah. we. This is a game we could have won in Philly. Um, It's just – it's tough. Well, we still had a chance. We were down three with under a minute left. And then a huge, gigantic, epic mistake on Aaron Gordon. Uh, thought him and Vooch had switched their men. He gave Mike Scott a wide-open three from the left wing. Yeah, that, Put the lead back up to six. That killed us right there. And then that was basically the end of the game there. Orlando loses 106-114. to Missed plenty good looks down the stretch. Had a few costly turnovers. But once again, just failed to bring the uh, defensive intensity, the you know, attention to detail, the focus that they need to, to win these games. J.J. Redick finished with 26 points, six threes. Evan finished with 25. Vooch only had 12 points on 5 of 15 shooting. So lately it just seems like with these bigger, more physical centers, he's just kind of struggled to get it going. We saw it with Boogie Cousins, just kind of roughing him up a little bit. Amir Johnson in this one really gave him a hard time. Yeah, and he was like rushing a little bit to his shots and stuff like that. Um, they were switching a lot. So he had some guards playing, you know, down low on him. And yeah, Jimmy Butler stuff. got a big steal late in the game. Yeah. Vooch is trying to back him down. Yeah, can I just say how much I miss J.J. Redick and Tobias yep. in Orlando? That's fair. If you look at it, J.J. Redick with 26, Tobias Harris with 21. Those were the top scorers for the 76ers this game. Without Joel Embiid, yeah. Without Embiid, like, we could really have, you know, I just think it's kind of funny that we traded – JJ to get Tobias and then we gave up obviously yeah, everybody knows the story yeah. we gave Tobias up for absolutely nothing but now they're you know both playing for the Philadelphia 76ers and, and they're and both killing playing us. yeah they're both playing great yeah Tobias arguably should have been an all-star in the Western Conference this year before he got traded which kind of begs the question what happened I think we talked about this a little bit but I don't think there's ever been a real example of this but a player getting selected to to one all-star team and then getting traded to the other conference before the actual all-star game. So if Tobias would have been named a Western all-star and then was traded to the 76ers 
at the the break, does he still play for the West team? I think I don't know if anybody out there can give us the answer to that, but that's I, I kind of an interesting question. I feel like recently question. that has happened. So you said that, I'm, and I I just I'm trying. To I can't think. find it anywhere, and I I can't think of it. We'll have to get back on it. Back to that. And somebody, one of our ten fans out there, <laughs> um, look that up for us. Let us know. We'll we'll try to find the answer on that. But this is a game basically where. Even without Joel Embiid, you and especially without Terrence, we knew that you know the, the second unit was going to have a lot of trouble get it going. Yeah. So coming into this game, it's really a game where not that you expect the Magic to lose, but you definitely I don't think expect to win. I thought it was going to be a tough game. I wouldn't say I didn't expect them to win. Like I said, it was a tough game. I thought we should have won this game. I definitely think we do. I just mean coming into it, you know. Plenty of chances in this game where there, if there aren't defensive lapses and the Magic just knock, especially Vooch, just knocks down shots that they usually make. You know, we have a a chance, you know, at the end to make it a game. And, and we still did up until yeah, Aaron. Close. And post-game, Aaron even came out and said just a huge, you know, mistake on his part. He's still learning. He's still growing. He's still getting better. But it's just unfortunate, especially as we're coming down the, you know, the last 15, 16 games here. There's going to be a lot of these games where the guys, you know, wish that they had back unless, you know, we can go on a 9-10 game winning streak, which not I mean, completely it's, it's out possible. of the realm of possibilities, but but we'll see here. So Friday night, Dirk Nowitzki and the Dallas Mavericks come to Orlando, which is potentially possibly Dirk's last game in Orlando. I don't think anybody is really sure at this point. Dirk seems yeah. to want to come I don't back. Think he's, but, yeah, I don't think he's 100%, but, you know. I, w- I would like to see Dirk one more time in Orlando. Come back with Doncic and, and KP and the Mavericks. I mean, they're even going to have a chance at a lottery pick. So who knows? Maybe they get Zion. You never know what happens. So Terrence Ross returns to this game. One game after missing the, the Philadelphia game with a sore Achilles. He also had some flu-like symptoms the day before. It was questionable, but ended up giving it a go. Surprisingly, if you would have told me that this was going to be a big story, this late in the season, if you would have told me this at the beginning of the year, I, I would have laughed a little bit, but can't understate the loss that Isaiah Briscoe is going to be for the rest of the year. Probably, I don't think they've really come out and given him a timetable yet, nothing definitive, but with the torn meniscus, it's just going to be hard to see him come back. Yeah. You know, these last, what do we have, about four or five weeks left in the season? Yeah, about. Probably going to be hard for him to come back in time. Uh, you know, really get back in rhythm. So for right now, at least, it looks like they're going to be going with Jaron Grant at the the backup point guard position. But we can talk a little bit. Yeah, Copain, he's been activated. They sent him over from Lakeland, but we'll see. I mean, if if he wins that job from Jaron Grant, that's fantastic. I've I've seen Copain play. Grant's also been playing a lot better lately, I think. You know, I think he was out of the rotation for the most part for like a month. The, the spots that, you know, call paint, not call paint, excuse me, Briscoe missed with the concussion um, a couple weeks ago. He played pretty well. And then once we found out that Isaiah Briscoe was going to be out, you know, Jaron Grant, he played okay in this game. The only thing that you ask from him is just don't turn the ball over, don't dribble too much, you know, just make good decisions with Terrence out there. A lot of times they'll kind of stagger either Evan or Aaron in with that second unit. So not really asking too much out of him, just make good decisions don't turn the ball over yeah so this one really not much of a story to this game the magic were up 29 and 19 at the end of the first quarter with nine points from Jonathan Isaac Luka Doncic the the 
Serbian. Is he Serbian? The Euro- we'll just call He's him the European, European. sensation. Yeah. We'll just call him the European sensation. Uh, right now, the favorite to win Rookie of the Year, but I think Trey Young is making a, a decent case the last few weeks here. But Luka Doncic, just 3 of 10 in the first half. Great defense from Aaron Gordon and Wes Wundo, just putting the clamps on him in that first half. A lot of times, you know, first and second quarter, he was just visibly frustrated. Just They might have been fouling a little bit, but they were just really no, just giving him tough, tough looks here. So the Magic extend the lead uh, to 15, going up 62-47 to 47 in the first half. Orlando shooting 51% to Dallas's 39%. Aaron Gordon with a near-perfect first half, 15 points, 6 of 10 from the floor, 2 rebounds, 2 assists, 2 blocks. Once again, excellent defense on Doncic, who, who was frustrated at multiple points in that first half. So the Mavs come out in the third quarter. They get the lead to 6 but the Magic end the quarter on a 23-10 to 10 run, up 92-72 to 72 after three. So at this point, really thinking that the Magic are just going to come out coast to a win. You expect Dallas to go on a little bit of a run, but that third quarter, the Magic responded really nicely, getting the lead once again back out to 20. But then Dallas comes out, they outscore Orlando 33-19 to 19 in the fourth quarter. The Magic do win 111-106. to 106. Shooting 14 of 29 from three, but Doncic kind of got it going in that second half. 24 points, eight rebounds, five assists for the game. Vooch finished with 20 points, 13 rebounds. Terrence Ross finishes with 22 points, including six threes. The Human Torch was in full effect. But after the game, Clifford usually, you know, lets the reporters ask a few questions before he really gets into too much detail. But yeah, as, he didn't. This as game. soon as he sat down, he said. I'm going to talk a little bit before we open the questions. Just criticize the Magic for playing poor defense, stating that the Mavs got everything they wanted the entire night, but that they just missed open shots. And he stated that the the team tends to let their foot off the gas when they're up. Well, he was no saying, kidding. Yeah, he was saying like if we were to play, you know, the same team the, the next night, night, the following night, we'd lose by 15. Yeah, because they got every sh- the first half they were getting all the shots they wanted, they were just missing them, and then the Magic just coasting, you know, all the shots are going in and the defense wasn't wasn't there. So, like coach said, you know, you just got to play the game like you're supposed to. Don't think just cuz your shots are falling in that you don't have to play defense cuz it's not the greatest team in the league. You still have to play defense and keep that consistency. Now, we we talked a little bit in the first episode about how even if the Magic make the playoffs, you know, potentially looking at a sweep, we were kind of half kidding. I think just because if we get matched up with, you know, Toronto or the Celtics or Milwaukee, you know, obviously just looking at it from a a talent and experience aspect. Yeah. They're going to be heavily favored, but I do think that there are teams that the magic could give a lot of trouble to in the playoffs, depending on their seating. Like if we get matched up with like Indiana or something like that, I, I think without Victor Oladipo, we do have a solid chance, but if they continue to, to play like this to where, the point where they are making a lot of shots and they just start not caring or just not having that attention and focus to detail defensively, you really can't expect to, you know, just have all these bad habits and then as soon as the playoffs start, just think get rid everything of is going to change. Yeah. Even even if you, even if that might kind of be, I guess, realistic for a few teams where they just have this switch. Yeah, but the magic I I just don't think that they have that switch. That's realistic for Golden State. Yeah. And I mean, to me it's probably only realistic 
to Golden State because they've won. You know, maybe when you get into the, the later rounds, but I do think like Milwaukee or Toronto, you know, they could probably let a team like Orlando hang around for the first three quarters or so, turn it on in that fourth quarter, and probably create some space and win a game pretty comfortably. But once again, this is the NBA. You let any team hang around, they are going to come back and make it a game evident in this game here. But I just, what I'm saying is that the the Magic need to be more focused, especially defensively and. Once we get a lead, just step on their throats, close the game out. Don't let you know Luka Doncic hit two late threes, and then all of a sudden it's a you know five point game, and all of a sudden you know Magic fans are at home having a heart attack. Yeah, they gotta like you said, step on the throat. They can't continue to blow these games, or like they won this game. It was a close game, but it was a bad game, you know. And it's it's gonna get tough if they playing like this into the playoffs. You know, if we make the playoffs and like you said, we're looking at either playing Milwaukee, Toronto, Indiana or Philadelphia. Right. Well, not probably not Philadelphia. Philadelphia is in fourth. So they'll probably play Boston. But the top three, Indy, Toronto, Milwaukee, like you said, I think we have a good shot playing Indiana. So if we can get that sixth seed, if Detroit can fall down, I think yeah. we'll be good. Milwaukee, Giannis. Kawhi and Toronto, those are those are two teams that are are tough to beat. Yeah, so absolutely. Like you said, we we just right now we're playing poorly. We need to to step it up. Once again, the Magic beat the the Mavs one eleven to one oh six Friday night, and we're set to take on the Memphis Grizzlies in about five hours from now, six o'clock. But one of the things that we've been talking a little bit about the last couple of days. And something that's just really been on my mind. I understand Magic fans. We we absolutely love this franchise. We know how many diehard fans that are out there. It's evident you're on any social media yeah. during these games, whether you're in one of the Facebook groups, if you're on Reddit, if you're on Twitter, if you're in, in Discord. Like People love this team, and, and people want to see this team win. And I get the last six years. We've all lived through this how frustrating it is a couple years ago with scott skiles you know we end you know december 19 and 13 yeah elford payton goes down i think we ended up 2 and 16 in that january and then basically scott skiles tried to quit early in that year and then the entire season just you know went to crap yeah and then hiring frank vogel thinking oh man we've got a real coach yeah indiana we're we're gonna do well and then once again just like disappointing season after disappointing season and now here we are it's March 10th, and we're playing mean, meaningful games. And First time in seven years in, that we're in playing seven meaningful seven years. So I understand, like, where the paranoia and just, like, the negativity and the pessimism, how easy it is for that to set in. But everybody, just relax. Relax. Just relax. We are still, right now, we're one game out of the playoffs. And we have 15, 16 games left in this yeah. season. We have a very favorable this is this Dallas game was the first in a very favorable seven game stretch. It's very easy once again to be negative and everything like that about this team, but the games are so much more enjoyable if you're trying to be positive thinking, yeah, that you know, we can come back in this this game. I mean the Mavericks, you know, come back in that third quarter and I'm thinking to myself, Oh my god. Yeah, like, when I'm, here we I'm go watching again. the fourth quarter, I'm like, What are we doing? Yeah, and then you feel great and then the last few minutes like 
once again, here come the Mavericks, and we've seen this happen a million times before. But at the end of the day, we got the win, and that's what matters. You know, we're still right there with Detroit, Miami, Brooklyn, Brooklyn, Miami, Charlotte. We're all kind of fighting for that six, seven, eighth spot. So, I we might look back a month, maybe even three weeks from now, and being like, "Oh my gosh, this kid is an an idiot." Now we're out of the playoffs, and now we maybe not have as good of a lottery pick as we could have if we just would have lost some of these games, which a lot of our fans fans to seem to be big fans of is is tanking to try to get Zion or this guy or that guy or whoever. But part of the reason that this team is still bad is because like we haven't had a culture set up by a coach in a really long time. Yeah. That is like, no, you guys can't have this losing mentality. Even if we're winning games, like beating the Warriors and thinking, oh my gosh, we beat the Warriors, and now we're gonna yeah. come out and lay flat against, um, you know, whoever. That's a, a losing mentality. So he's trying to change the culture. That's why it's so important for this team to make the playoffs, even if we get to the eighth spot and get swept, because it's gonna give these young guys experience. Yeah, that's it's all that matters. The give experience. them a taste of the playoffs. So we understand how easy it is, and myself, I even get caught up in it at times that oh my gosh, what is this team doing? We suck. We're going to miss the playoffs, whatever. But just try to try to be positive these last 15 games. If you look at our schedule, Miami schedule, and Charlotte schedule, we definitely have by far a more favorable schedule to yeah. close out the year here. If this team can just figure out how to beat these bad teams, we're going to be just fine. Yeah, it's it's the mentality. They have to switch it up and just start thinking – we need these games now and, you know, win them. So, like you said, Miami is in the eighth spot right now. They're one game ahead of us. The schedule for Miami does not look good for them. Um, they have a lot of tough matchups. And, you know, we just got to start pulling through. Like you said, the this playing meaningful games in March is experience enough. You know, absolutely compared to the last seven years, like there, I don't, I don't understand the whole tanking. Like, we, we, we shouldn't be tanking, ever. I, I agree. So, playing meaningful games in March means a lot to this team, even if we don't make the playoffs. Even if we don't make the playoffs, that's another thing I was thinking that, even if we fall short, this season is not a failure. We're still getting that experience of once again playing meaningful games in March yeah. and in April. And we've heard people talk about the fact that, yeah, even if this team doesn't make the playoffs, the fact that you're starting to to pull for one another and you're coming to work and nobody wants. To, I think it was I think it was Jeff Weltman. He said nobody wants to be like the the weak link on the chain. Nobody wants yeah. to be the link that causes all of this. You know, to to let their teammates down, coaching staff down, the fans. So every single one of these guys, they're coming in every day with purpose to practice. They want to get better. They want to make this team better because nobody wants to be the guy that lets the team down. That lets the team down. Yeah. So even if we don't make the playoffs, just the fact that you know these guys are kind of getting a taste of what it's going to take yeah. to make the playoffs, and we're not even talking about a championship. We're no. not talking about a championship anytime soon. We're just talking about really. I think what a lot of this boils down to is just changing the culture of the team. Yeah. You know, like and, and coach is doing a fantastic job at that right now. So, you know, he's instilling, like, 
a positive mindset in these guys. Aaron Gordon's young, Vooch is young, and these guys you start watching them play now this season and they're playing with consistency like. So these guys playing meaningful games in March is only going to help them. It's just completely invaluable. I don't I don't think that you can you know put a price on the kind of experience that they're getting right now going forward. So and this is kind of why I think we have a lot of reasons to be positive. One, I mean, yeah, the Magic didn't play great against the Mavs, but they got the win. So that's that's all that really matters at the end of the yeah, day the is the, the win day. column, the loss column. Okay. So looking forward, this is why we have reason to be positive. So starting with the Mavericks, this seven-game stretch here. So Mavericks, we got a win. So that's good. Coming up tonight, we've got Memphis. Then on Wednesday, we've got Washington, followed by Cleveland. Then we play Atlanta, New Orleans, Memphis once again. You know what every single one of those teams that we just listed have in common? What? None of them have a winning record. So, yes, lately it seems like we just can't beat the bad teams. We just come up and we just don't show up. But I think at some point or another, you just think that it's got to click for these guys that if you don't start winning these games that you really need to win – you're not going to make the playoffs. And I do believe in Clifford. I believe in this team. I believe when they say that this year is different, that they want to change the culture. They want to turn the corner. So I do believe that, that this team is really going to make a difference. Now, right after that stretch, we've got Philadelphia at home, but then we're at Miami, at Detroit, at Indiana, and at Toronto. So that's a tough road trip. However, when you go and you look at, you know, Miami's upcoming schedule and Charlotte's upcoming schedule, even with, you know, the, the next six games that we've got followed up by that really tough four-game stretch, yeah, this is who Miami has coming up. So Miami plays the Raptors today at 3.30. Then they play the Pistons, the Bucks, the Hornets, and the Thunder. You and I were talking a little bit about this before we started recording here is that we probably expect them to go two and three, if not one and one four and on that stretch. Yeah. I don't see them going better than two and three. I think they'll lose to the Raptors, but like you stated, they've been really the Pistons have been really hot lately. Yeah. So they might drop that game. But then probably going to lose to the Bucks. I expect them to beat the Hornets, but I expect them to lose to the Thunder. Yeah, same. So at best they're looking at two and three over their next five. So this is Charlotte's March for the rest of March. So last night they got up on the Bucks early. Bucks come back and win that game one thirty one to one fourteen. So Monday their schedule goes: Rockets, Wizards, Heat, Seventy Sixers, Timberwolves, Celtics, Raptors, Spurs, Lakers, Warriors. Yeah, that's a that's a tough schedule. So that's let's see. 1 2 3 4 5 6 7 8 9 10 11. I think they'll be fortunate to go 4 and 7 in that stretch. Yeah. Lose to the Rockets. Probably beat the Wizards. Probably it's going to be close, but I think once again I think the Heat beat the Hornets in that game. Yeah, I think so too. Lose to the 76ers, lose to the Timberwolves, lose to the Celtics, lose to the Raptors. Spurs and Lakers you can talk me into, but those are going to be tough games for them is to that win. A, is that a West Coast and then the Warriors for them? They have the Spurs at home, then they're at the Lakers at the Warriors. 
But once again, LeBron's going to be on a minute restriction. You know, Kuzma's been out. Lonzo's done for the year. When? Ingram's done for the year. They might beat the Lakers. What day do they play the Spurs? They play the Spurs on a Tuesday. And then they fly and then West Coast? And they fly Coast? and play the Lakers that Friday. Oh, so that's that's decent amount of decent amount of rest. But I think at best they go 4 and 7 over their next 11 games. And over our next, let's see. 1 2 3 4 5 6 7 8 9 10 11. I think we can realistically go 7 and 4, 8 and 3 in that stretch. Realistically last night, excuse me, Friday night, starting with the Mavericks, we should be able to beat the next seven, six games ahead of us. So we should beat Memphis, should beat Washington. I fully expect them to beat Cleveland the way that they were embarrassed the other night. Yeah, we should definitely beat beat, uh, beat Cleveland, Atlanta, and New Orleans. New Orleans doesn't have Drew Holiday right now. So if we can beat them. And then and we then, have Memphis again. Yeah, you're looking at it. You know, our next two games um, – is at Memphis and at Washington. Then we have a f- five games at home. So realistically, we should. I mean, it's possible for us to go five and zero in those five games at well, home. Well, I do probably expect Joel Embiid to be back for that 76ers game, but with that getting closer to the playoffs, the intensity rising, I do expect the Magic to raise the rise to the occasion to make that a game. But I do think that we still probably lose to Philadelphia. Right after that, we've got we're at Miami, at Detroit, at Indiana, and then at Toronto. See, but that Philly game is the first of a back to back for them, so it's possible that they they rest, rest some guys. players. Well, we'll we'll see what happens there. Yeah, we'll see. But I definitely think you need to get <laughs> wins against obviously Miami, obviously Detroit, and then if you can split Indiana and Toronto, I think we're going to be in pretty good shape after. You know, this next 10, 11 game stretch here. So once again, we understand people are being pessimistic and, and worried about the team. And what I hate about the, the fans, the Magic fans, is what I love about the Magic fans is that they care so much about this team. Yeah, the passion's there. The passion is there. But at, at times they care so much. Once like the negativity creeps in, it's like, like all hell breaks loose. Yeah, just because you know we have mean? a couple bad games. Trade everybody. Everybody sucks. Yeah, this team sucks. We should be tanking. Blah blah blah. And I I get the frustration, but I just think these these games in this season is just gonna be more enjoyable if if you are looking at these final fifteen sixteen games positively. Yeah, you got to look at every game positively. Even if we lose, you got to be like, all right, we'll get the next On to one. The next one. We'll get the On next the one. Next Don't be one. like, oh, we're trash. This and that. Support the team. That's all that matters. Go support it. Go watch the games. If you're in Orlando, support. Support, support, support. Support the game. Support no the negativity. Team. Support the team. If we're losing by 30, cheer louder. <laughs> like, be positive, you know. Make sure that the players know that they have a good fan base and just keep up the positivity. Well, you, anything else that you want to add to this? Yeah, I just want to shout out. Lisa Leslie and all her, you know, hard work that she's putting in watching, you know, the halftime and the the post game, just listening to her speak and her knowledge on the game. Very insightful. Yeah. She's been doing fantastic. So, so great job, Lisa Leslie. (laughs) (laughs) Well, I think that's basically going to close us out. We're 
coming right up on 30, 35 minutes, somewhere around that range here. That's basically the where we want to you know keep these episodes here. So once again, guys, thank you so much for listening. Appreciate it. This has been the Six Man Show. We'll catch you guys next time. Thanks for listening to the Six Man Show. Be sure to subscribe on iTunes, Spotify, Google Play, and Stitcher to get new episodes downloaded directly to your phone. Please take a minute to give us a five-star rating and a review. It would really help us out a lot. Follow us on Twitter and Instagram at Six Man Show and like us on Facebook. We'll catch you guys next time. Go Magic!